Meant to Be, a magical trip report podcast. My name is Virginia, and I am your host. I hope that Where I Long to Be will become a go-to place for you to get your trip report content, whether you're planning your next magical trip or just missing your favorite magical places. Today is President's Day, and as we speak, I am in Walt Disney World, sharing the magic of Disney with my sister and her family for the first time. You can follow our adventures in my stories and don't miss out on the trip report that will come out in the next few weeks. If you have a trip coming up and would like to be a trip report guest, the link is in the show notes. I'm currently looking for people with trips in April and beyond. No experience is necessary, and I promise it's a lot of fun. Please make sure you reach out at least a month before your trip or more so that I can potentially work you into the schedule. Today, I'm joined by Becky who you may know as a Hufflepuff in Disney on Instagram, to hear all of the details of her recent trip that I'm referring to as a fantastic friendship fair. If Becky had a theme song, it would be You've Got a Friend in Me. Becky is a friend to everyone she meets. She is all about inclusion and lives by the motto, the more the merrier. If you didn't catch her pre-trip report, this was a split stay with the first half at Disney's Pop Century Resort and the second half at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. During the pre-trip, Becky expressed that she thought she was a value resort kind of person. Will that hold true after this Coronado experience? You'll have to listen through to the end to find out. Becky's plans for this trip included a lot of time at Epcot because Festival of the Arts is a favorite of hers. Also, it wouldn't be a trip for Becky if she didn't connect with as many of her Disney circle of friends as possible. You'll find the links to all of the friends mentioned throughout the episode in the show notes, and I encourage you to give them all a follow. All right, enough chit-chatting. Here's Becky. Welcome back, Becky. Hello. Hello. You are back from a friendship fun fair, I'm going to call it, because... (laughs) You had a trip planned for January 15th through the 21st for Festival of the Arts. And when we talked for your pre-show interview, or pre-trip interview, rather, um, we talked through all of the people you plan to meet up with. So there's, you know, as, as a way of setting the scene for listeners, there are going to be lots of friends mentioned. And I will put as many as I can into the show notes so that people can follow the ones that are public and probably want to be followed. So overall, how would you sum up this trip? Um, I would give it an A plus 100 mm-hmm. score. Okay. I think um, there were, I don't think one thing went wrong. It was mostly ad-libbed. We had fun. Mm-hmm. Everything was somewhat unplanned, just kind of went with the flow and we just had fun the entire time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the best kind of trip. It is the best kind of trip. This was a split stay, too. So between Pop and Coronado. So we're going to get two different sides of the Disney world. All right. So let's start at the very beginning and ask about your flight. So did everything go okay with your travel? Yeah, nothing really ever goes wrong. I go southwest. It's a direct flight. Mm -hmm. Not even three hours so I, and I didn't check a bag. I like, I, um, I went for seven days and I challenged myself to not check any luggage mm-hmm. and it was not that bad going down. I'm glad I didn't pack my pillow because on the <laughs> way back, it was a little bit of a challenge, but I made it work. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas I never travel only by carry-on and I bring a duffel bag wadded up into my luggage in case I need to bring extra things home with me. <laughs> it's a real problem. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I also did that, but um, I ended up doing a huge ship home before oh, okay. I left the shop. So mm-hmm. like all the big items that I would have either had to put in like a duffel to put on top or in my like checked luggage, I ended up just like shipping home because as long as you have the receipt, you can uh-huh. ship it home. So oh, not like okay. just random things. So like things that you buy, as mm-hmm. long as you have the receipt for them, you can ship it home. And my nephew ended up wanting some stuff. And my sister ended up wanting some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but fun fact, you cannot ship home the popcorn buckets because popcorn buckets are third party. Oh, that's interesting. All right. So let's learn how to do this for those of us who, who don't know. Because I I know I've, I've shipped things like at the register before, but what you're saying is save the receipts and then do one shipment of all of your little things you want to ship. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can ship at the register, which is sometimes what I do depending on if I feel like carrying things or if I like go to the Emporium or the creation store and I buy a huge thing and I'm like, I don't really feel like carrying this at all. Let me just ship it home now. But if you buy like little things here and there and um, a lot of times too, because it was a lot busier than I thought it was going to be. So I use mm. the mobile checkout a lot on the um, My Disney Experience app because it automatically gives you your percentage off for an annual pass holder. So you can kind of just like, you know, ring it up, show your phone, the QR code and like grab a bag and go. This way you don't have to wait in the line. So then um, as long as you have the receipt, the physical receipt, or if you did a QR code, like you have to show up the QR code, mm-hmm. you can go to the um, the hotel store mm-hmm. and just show all your receipts for all your items. And they just put it all in one big box for you. Um, it's only supposed to be a maximum of $35. No matter how much you're shipping. No matter how much it is. So um, it goes by price. So it it's the minimum is like $7 to ship. The maximum is $35 to ship mm-hmm. no matter how much you spend. So, but it was $56 and I didn't catch it until afterwards. And I'm not sure if it's because it was multiple different purchases or if the person who was doing it wasn't quite sure like how to make it because it's supposed to cap out at 35. But I was like mm-hmm. such in a hurry at that point that I didn't even catch it until after I had left and I looked at the ship receipt and I was like, ah, Whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not that huge of a deal. Well, that is really good to know because I don't think I would have considered that when I've thought in my head of, oh, what if I need to ship things after the fact, after the purchase, I've thought, I guess I would look for like a FedEx or something nearby, but that's a hundred times more convenient. So I'm glad to know that exists. Yeah. As long as you buy it in Disney. Yeah. So if you go to Character Warehouse. The Character Warehouse will ship too. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. So it's the same amount as if, um, as if you would ship like from Disney, but you can't take things from the character warehouse Uh and bring it back to the resort. Like if you go to the character warehouse and you want to ship stuff out, you have to ship it out at the character warehouse. Okay. Well, that's also good to know. Follow me for all the shopping tips. (laughs) Sometimes I see like bigger things at character warehouse that I'm like, oh, I would get that, but it's heavy or it's big or whatever. Um, I don't want it to break. Um, so I think that's going to open up a whole new world of possibilities of things I might purchase in the future. So thank you. <laughs> All right. So 
let's uh, all remind ourselves as we go through this that the day that uh, Becky landed, it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So I'm guessing that is partly what contributed to maybe how it was busier than you had expected. Here's the thing. So I think a lot of colleges don't start until the end of January. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. I also never really go until the very last week of January, like going into February. So the past two years before that, it -hmm. was like January 25th, 27th, whatever, into the first few days of February when the Skyliner was up and running again. So Mm -hmm. I've never gone during this particular week. Um, Danny has said that in the past, it's been kind of busy like this, but not to this was almost like Christmas level crowds busy Mm. when we got there. It was like, and it wasn't just the first day. I mean, like it was all week. It's Disney though. So. Right. It, I mean, it's gonna, it's hard to find non-busy times anytime lately. So um, you've mentioned the first friend of the trip. So Danny is the person that you were staying with at pop and you are both from Rhode Island, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. And her her name is Danny in Disney, D-A-N-N-I period mm-hmm. in period Disney. Yes. So henceforth, when, when you mention friends, you can mention their Instagram handle and you don't need to worry about spelling it out. I will have it. Oh, in, okay, okay. I'll have it in the show notes for everyone. Okay. Okay. So um so Danny was staying with you at Pop Century. What time did you end up getting to the resort and what time did you end up meeting her over at your first park of the day, which I believe was Hollywood Studios? Yep, it was Hollywood Studios. I ended up getting to the resort for around um probably 9:20. She was still there because oh, okay. she had a headache. The, um so she was up early so she was just trying to rest. So I actually met her in the room. The Skyliner was still running at that point. So around maybe 10 o'clock or so, we kind of headed over to Hollywood Studios from the Skyliner and went from there. What day was the Skyliner scheduled to stop for their renovations or updates or whatever they were doing? It was Tuesday. It was the 16th because I think they wanted to keep it open for the holiday. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. So Hollywood Studios, what did you all get into in that park? It was busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think we went into Star Wars. I think it was so busy we didn't even try. We had, um, you know, the the Lightning Lane. We did um, Tower of Terror. Rock and Roller Coaster was down. We did Mickey and Minis. We did do Star Tours. We did do Toy Story Mania. And I think it was warm. Too, mm-hmm. And not like warm, like hot. I mean, like a lot of it was like muggy warm um, mm-hmm. just because most of the weather for that week was just overall crappy. It was like one of those things where we got there at like 10, I think probably around between two and three o'clock. It was like the crowds were so ridiculous and like people were still coming into the park, like people weren't even leaving. And we mm-hmm. had already planned on going to Epcot. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point it had already like sprinkled a few times. So we went back to the room. Well, before we left Hollywood Studios, uh, we were talking about how much Epcot has like great food and how Epcot really needs to like share the wealth be- between um, between like the country foods and the festival booths. And we were talking about like, oh, wh- where have not we not been in Epcot? Where where's a place that we have both not eaten at? So she took out the her app and was like, oh, hey, there's a beer garden reservation for 730. Do you want to do it? And I was like, sure. Now you're talking. I love Beer Garden. I do. Think, you? Yeah, I think like 
I like all of the the side type things that they have there. And I think that nowadays the kids call it girl dinner. <laughs> so that's what I enjoy at the buffet, which I recognize it's a steep price to pay for that. But I'm all about the little salads, like the potato salad and the coleslaw and that sort of thing. But mostly what we like about it is the entertainment and just the atmosphere. There's something about eating in a restaurant where it feels like you're outside, even though you're not. And it feels like it's nighttime, even though maybe it's not. And so we just as a family find ourselves continuing to go back to Beer Garden. So what did you think of it if it was your first time? I We actually really enjoyed it. Um, she's a vegetarian, so I think that her options were limited, but she actually found quite a bit of stuff to get, I think that the sides were probably like the best part. And I had their fish and it was like phenomenal. We had the dessert. Everything mm-hmm. was great. Um, her birthday was like five days prior. And mm-hmm. um, the cast member that we got that was serving us was, at, well, obviously she was from Germany. And she was so nice, like so, so nice. And um, mm-hmm. when I was coming back from getting a plate of dessert, I happened to catch her and I like whispered in her ear, hey, it's, it's her birthday. The person I'm with, it's her birthday. And, um, she didn't really, I'm not gonna say she didn't acknowledge, but she just kind of like looked at me and like did the nod, like she heard me, but she didn't want to say anything out loud. And about Uh 15 minutes later, she came back to the table with a cupcake and a candle and a certificate. So she's, she's saying in German, happy birthday. And then she had the certificate who had like the, you know, like the old Epcot symbols, like the flags around it. And uh-huh. it said, um, happy birthday from Beer Garden, Germany Pavilion, Epcot. It was, and it had her name on it. It was, uh-huh. it was really nice. It was a really good gesture. I'm actually really glad that I said something because now she has like this keepsake to take home. Oh, wow. That's really cool. They are just, uh, every, every experience I've had with a cast member at Beer Garden specifically has always been phenomenal. We have always had really great servers. I will also say, so we ended up going to Cosmic right after that. We were like, screw it. Let's just buy some Cosmic. The, I mean, the, the cosmic lightning lane. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course we got off the Skyliner and all the way to Germany, we're hitting up the booths and I had bought probably like, I'm not going to lie. I bought like 10 of those, like not like paintings, but the, uh, the postcards mm-hmm. leading up to it. And I had them in a little bag cause I didn't want to crush them in my backpack. And I had put them down on the table and like put my ears on top of them to think like, Oh, I'll remember these. Well, I didn't because we got to talking as I was like gathering my stuff, put on my ears I walked out and I left my things there. And within, I don't know, maybe five minutes, we got a call from a 407 number for Orlando and mm-hmm. she answered it. And uh, they called and said, oh, because the reservation was in her name. And they said, we think you you left your stuff here. And they held on to it for us. Wow. It was, re- yeah, like really good. <laughs> and I mean, that was me, you know, scatterbrained sometimes. <laughs> that is excellent service, though. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And- you know when you see a 407 number, I will answer it no matter what. <laughs> Did you do anything else in Epcot um, in terms of Festival of the Arts? When we came in from the Skyliner, because of course we were at Pop, we, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we went along the World Showcase, hit up a bunch of, like, at, like probably every single booth, mm-hmm. all the way up until Germany. Then when we left Germany, we went through the Odyssey building. Of course, we were like too full to like eat anything. Even Mm -hmm. though I was like, oh, wow, that cake looks really good. But I had that cake last year. No, they went to like Cosmic and then Creations. After that, we went like doubled back to um, Germany. 
And we went and got a spot for illuminations, not illuminations, but illuminations. Mm-hmm. Like couldn't find a spot. I mean, so I was there on like day one of illuminations on December 5th. And uh-huh. people were lined up around the World Showcase at two o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. No joke. Well, first yeah. day. So yeah, yeah. That's what I that's what I like attributed it to. So she ended up finding a spot. Um, in case you're ever looking for like a random little spot behind the UK pavilion where the fish and chips, like the to go fish mm-hmm. and chips are. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go behind the building, there's like a little like patio area that overlooks the lake and um she ended up finding a spot like right against the wall for us Mm -hmm. um because we were just going to be on the bridge and like make a beeline for the skyliner but we were like still kind of like behind people and we're both pretty short except for it was so muggy the air was so dense Mm -hmm. that when the fireworks went off because there's a lot of fireworks that are like close to the water instead of the smoke dissipating it stayed on the water so Mm. within five minutes of the show starting all we could see was like like illuminated smoke (laughs) and just kept growing so it first went toward the ball to Uh the point where as soon as the first fireworks went off if you were toward the ball area you couldn't see a thing Uh because the the it was already going that way and then you could see it as it was like at the ball then it was just filling up this way so by time it was over the smoke was literally coming into like where we were standing in the pavilion. Mm-hmm. We made a beeline out of there. By the time we got to the Skyliner, it was already, the smoke was actually like coming toward us. But then at that point, I think it was more than just the smoke. I think it was also just the humidity and the mugginess in the air mm-hmm. causing like a fog, yeah. obviously. Because then by the time we got back to pop, like the whole courtyard where the pool was, was just like foggy. You could hardly oh, see. Wow. Wow. Okay. That sounds very apocalyptic. (laughs) Except for make it Disney. Yes. Apocalyptic, but make it Disney. All right. Okay. So on to Tuesday, January 16th. So in our pre-trip, we talked about that you were going to be going to Magic Kingdom and that you might hop back to Epcot that day, but you weren't sure. And you didn't have any specific plans set in stone. You all were going to go where the wind took you. Yep, pretty much. We we actually did the same thing again. So we um we did go to Magic. We it was again, it was like just a really muggy day. It was just really packed. We had pretty much did everything that we wanted to do with the lightning lane. And I think around five o'clock and it had already like rained at some point. We had gone back to the room probably around two just to kind of like rest our feet Mm -hmm. right as it was like downpouring. You know, I hate wet feet, but I had like shoe covers. But we like went back to the room just as it was downpouring. As soon as it was done, we went back. And it was just like it was so crowded and um, we had already done Tron. But I will say, because this is, I'm a little proud of myself. So when Tron opened last year, in April of last year, my legs could not fit in the the bike. So like I technically probably could have fit, but my calves were too big for mm-hmm. the bar to go over them. So this trip, my legs fit in Tron. So I rode Tron on the bike for the first time because I, I had to ride the light rover last year, but now I rode the bike. So what did you think about it? So I will say from the light rover, it is so anticlimactic. It's because you're just kind of like riding it like a roller coaster. I I will say I do think that they should have at least one train that Mm -hmm. has regular roller coaster seats 
for people who don't want to ride on the bike, but also it's, you know, it's, it is, it's short. It's like shorter than mine train. I'm pretty sure. So mm-hmm. you buy a lightning lane for $20 and it's a minute and 15 seconds, I think. Yeah. No, it's so hard because I, do I think it's worth that much money? No, it's a good ride. It's just so short. But at the same time, when you do the virtual queue, you have to wait so much longer. So at that point, does it become worth the money just not to have to wait? And at that point, I say yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. we That first day, we only did the virtual queue because she was like, oh, do you want to buy a Tron? And I hadn't tried the outside one at that point. And I was like, well, we got the virtual queue. I don't fit into it. So it's not something that I want to spend money on to just sit in mm-hmm. the back. And then when I realized I actually fit into it, then, you know, the next time we were in Magic, we actually, we bought one. So that was nice. So then um, probably around five o'clock, we were like, hey, you want to buy a Cosmic Lightning Lane? Okay. So we bought a <laughs> um, like a Cosmic for probably like, it was between 6.30 and 7. We were on the People Mover. So we just like left, went over to Epcot. We did um, a few things in the front, like Spaceship Earth, Figment, Cosmic. Just kind of like hung out there because we didn't want to go too far into the World Showcase because um, of the bus. Oh, no, I think we did end up going into the World Showcase because I ended up buying a coat at Norway and she bought a painting that she regretted not buying the day before. But I'll tell you what, though, we had uh, we had dinner at not Creations, Connections. Mm-hmm. They have a margarita pizza that is literally to die for Really? And they're like, they're huge. So, and it comes with two slices for $11. And I swear to God, it's like this entire, like it could fit across my face. So we split the the pizza because it was two pieces of pizza. And it was like the uh-huh. best thing ever. Good tip. Okay. Um, can we go back to Cosmic? Because you've written it twice now at this point in our story. And I have yet to ask you what songs you got. So do you recall what songs you got? Uh, we got Conga once and mm-hmm. we got, um, Conga was on Monday. What did we get on Tuesday? Oh, oh, I got September. I got the elusive September. And oh, I'll tell you why, because okay. it's the first time I have ever gotten September. You are not the first person who has told me that it has taken them forever to get September. Yes. So I don't know what that's about. I I feel like I've maybe gotten it once and I've gotten everything else more. So I don't, you would think they'd be evenly distributed these songs i don't know maybe it's just like luck of the draw who maybe they just play them in order and it just happens to be the train that you get on i will say that's definitely not my favorite tears for fears is my favorite it's one of my favorite songs ever even Uh before cosmic rewind so i whenever i get that song and that was the very first song that i ever got on cosmic back me too really was it Uh oh my god so that just like that just brings up a whole flood of memories for me so that's still my ultimate favorite yeah it's it's one of our our family's sentimental songs because it's the very first song that charles played for alex when he came home from the hospital because it starts off welcome to your life there's no turning back and so he was like this has to be the the first song he ever hears and so that's what we did and when we got on cosmic rewind and got that for the very first time we died it was amazing. Did you know that that was a song possibility or no? We did. In fact, we were sitting there with our fingers crossed and we were just like, please, please, please. And then it, it happened and we screamed the loudest screams you will ever hear. And I, I'm quite certain the other person in the car with us was not nearly as excited to hear that song as we were. <laughs> 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 but anyway, um, 
anything else at Magic Kingdom or Epcot that day to note? Not that day. So then um, the next day. Wednesday, January 17th. Yep. So we were at um, Animal Kingdom and then we, we ended up going to Magic just because we didn't get a full day at Magic. Mm-hmm. But um, we were hoping that maybe because it was a Wednesday that um, it would be a little bit less busy. So we had heard from um, my sister and I had read a thing online that said when people usually go, they go like Sunday to Saturday. So mm-hmm. Sunday is a travel day. Monday, almost everybody goes to Magic first and then Epcot and then Hollywood Studios and then Animal Kingdom. So generally speaking, if you go to Animal Kingdom at the beginning of the week, it's less busy. And if you go to Magic at the end of the week, it's a little less busy because a lot of people have already done Magic at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did do um, Animal Kingdom. It was the first day that it was like freezing. Totally opposite end of the muggy that you had. Yeah, I mean, like the air was still pretty thick, but it was like cold and it it didn't rain like it mm-hmm. did the first two days. It was just cold, like raw cold. I ended up because it was getting so cold at night. I ended up buying a rain jacket, like a thick rain jacket, Mickey one. Not just mm-hmm. like the poncho, but like an actual rain jacket mm-hmm. um, the day before at Epcot. And it was big enough, like wide enough that I could have my backpack on underneath the jacket so oh, okay. that like nothing of me would get wet. And I had like a huge hood and like it went down past my butt. So mm-hmm. like I, I didn't really get wet, but I ended up I had like a, a short sleeve shirt, a thick sweatshirt and that jacket on because it's a mm-hmm. windbreaker, too. And I was like still chilly. Yeah, it's it's surprising how chilly it can get in Orlando. And I think oh, if yeah. you if you are not uh, somebody who's come down at that time of the year, you might be under the illusion that you can wear shorts the entire time and that is not always the case. Every single store, especially at Animal Kingdom that day, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like they they had just racks of sweatshirts out, like they had mm-hmm. just brought it out from the back and just oh, had yeah. like like a like a metal rack of like five different kinds of sweatshirts and it was going yep. like people were buying them. Yep. They, they know exactly what they are doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would say same thing on rainy days, rainy days, there are the ponchos and the uh, rain jackets and umbrellas and things like that. Oh yeah. That mysteriously just show up in multiple quantities at the fronts of stores. I wanted to ask you uh, when we spoke before, you said that you were hoping that you might be able to do the Wild Africa trek if there's room. Did you just throw that plan to the side, or did you try to get it and you couldn't? We couldn't get it, so I ended up getting it too late. We had talked about doing it back in like I don't know September or October, um, shortly after our last trip, and she mm-hmm. was like, "Oh yeah, that would be really cool. Let's look into it." And um, even though her and I live probably like 10 minutes apart, where the only time we hang out is when we go to Disney. And it's mm-hmm. not because we don't like each other, but our work schedules are insane. She's a figure skater instructor and she does like um, online, um, like social media for, for a company. Mm-hmm. So she constantly, even while we were out, she was just like, oh, uh, I just posted it for them. And they just asked me to post this and I just did this and um, she has like a really strict schedule with her figure skating, which mm-hmm. is she works all weekend. And um, I mean, I kind of work six, seven days a week, too. So we just we just don't see each other. So mm-hmm. by the time I had like remembered it again back in December, when I had looked, it was already past the 60 days and it was sold out. So I was like, I just I just kept looking for it, but we couldn't mm-hmm. get it. So I think eventually I will try to do it. Yeah. May. 
Um, I'm going to go again in May and I'm hoping that maybe I can do it because I already looked for my March trip and it's already sold out. So because oh, okay. I missed the 60 day window for that one, too. So it's it's it sells out super quick, I guess. Yeah, I bet it does. I mean, it looks it looks so cool. Um, it's one that we definitely will plan to do in our family at some point. It's just a matter of like you said, remembering to try to book it in enough time for a trip and also picking a trip where it makes sense to take the time to do that. Um, because depending on your plans, it's not always, not always possible. Well, also, it, it happened rain or shine. So to me personally, I would only do that for a winter trip mm -hmm. just because of the, the weather is usually more stable in the winter not, than not like this in year. The summer. I know, I know. <laughs> this year is uh, like very up and down, very strange. Yay, global warming. Yeah. So you hopped back over to Magic Kingdom. Um, what uh, attractions did you do over at Magic Kingdom that you had not been able to do the previous day? So we had done everything that we had wanted to do, more or less, except for Peter Pan, because even like with a genie plus like lightning lane, it was just going to be insane. Mm -hmm. Like it would, the, the whole time I was there, I think the wait was above 80 minutes, like 65 to 80 minutes. And, um, I found out it's not because necessarily it's more popular, but the ride goes slower and there's less cars. So mm -hmm. it's just, they have less people per minute than like other rides. But, um, we just, we, we kind of did like some repeats. We, you know, Tomorrowland, Space Mountain, um, People Mover. We did do Tron again. A lightning lane, individual lightning lane for Tron, Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion, Pirates. I don't think we did anything in Fantasyland. Fantasyland was like a madhouse. But uh, part of the Jungle Cruise queue is getting redone right now. So the oh. lightning lane for Jungle Cruise was actually like out into Adventureland. You know uh -huh. how it like it goes down yeah. a hill. So, oh, so it looks first, really we intimidating. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got in line and, um, I could hear like right away the party before and already we're, we're in the lightning lane. So like, you know what? Stop complaining because obviously the other people, like, I think it was up to um, almost a two hour wait. I think it was like an, an hour and 50 minutes or an hour. Or, I mean, 150 minutes. Oh yeah. So that's more than two hours. So mm -hmm. like, stop complaining first of all, but like they were so rude behind us. And finally Danny chirped up and was like, so they're renovating part of the queue, which is I think why we're so far. It didn't even take that long. It was like not that big of a deal. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad to know that in advance. I wonder how long they'll be doing that. Like, will it still be going on when I'm there in a couple of weeks? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't. It, it didn't. I think they they had basically like stripped up the floors. It looked like they were probably just redoing the wood or something. Yeah. Like in the in the fencing, not fencing, but like the little makeshift walls that they have. Right. Um. It didn't look like that intense, but just enough to like make it nice again. All right. So Thursday, January 18th, this is the day that Danny actually had to leave and you anticipated that she'd be heading out around four o'clock and other friends were arriving around two o'clock. So who was joining up with you that day? So Danny actually didn't leave until Friday morning. So she did hang out right up until I met up with Ray and Tanisha, who mm -hmm. is Disney Rainbow. Mm -hmm. Um, so they did come in around, um, two o'clock. We didn't meet until our, we had a reservation for the Broadway series, uh, Disney Broadway. Mm-hmm. For Garden Grill. Yep. We, we, yep. We went to Garden Grill. So I did do Cosmic one last time with Danny. We got, um, we did get Tears for Fears because I remember that <laughs> because I was in a really good mood. 
And then I shot right over to Garden Grill. Mm-hmm. And I always think that the food there is phenomenal. I like it a lot too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's the whole atmosphere too. And like the characters I think are it's just great. Underrated, honestly. It is very underrated. I got the same server this time as I did last time. And his mm-hmm. name was Joe. And um he was just like so outstanding. I recently um became allergic to soy that mm. um was like weird because you don't realize how much things soy is in. Yeah. So um he brought like a separate dish out for me. Uh-huh. It's amazing how these uh allergies can just come on when you're an adult because I will and I and I'm going to say this to give you hope. I at some point could not have dairy. I became lactose intolerant in my I guess late 30s. And it lasted probably I don't know, maybe like 4 years where I would carry lactate in a little uh, silver pill thing on my key ring. So I would always have lactate with me everywhere I went. And somehow I have grown out of that. So I don't know how that works, but. That's interesting. That is really interesting. I mean, good for you. You can have ice cream now. Yeah. And that's the thing is I can have ice cream. I still feel a little weird getting like a latte that's made with milk. So when I order a latte, I'll usually get almond milk or whatever, but I'll have ice cream. I'll have cheese, whatever. Um, I don't really think about it. It's just, I don't know. There's something about ordering the coffee. But if I if I have like a regular coffee, I'll put like a splash of half and half in it. I just won't order a full out beverage that's mostly milk anymore. Yeah. But man, what a relief that was because missing out on cheese and everything. <laughs> oh my God. I I really, I, I, oh, I could not live without cheese. <laughs> I feel like if I had to, I could do without milk. I can't do without cheese. I, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So they brought you out something special. I'm trying to think what, what in the lunch menu at Garden Grill had soy in it. So the lunch and the dinner are technically the same. Um, right. The first time I went, they had, oh no, I'm sorry. So for lunch, it's slightly different. So um, instead of like bread, bread, your mm-hmm. cornbread is your bread. And um, I couldn't have the cornbread. So they sent me out special bread um, with butter. And this bread was like, holy crap, hearty, dense. Like I literally took both my hands and put my thumb into it to like squeeze it open. It was such good bread. And it was like warm. Almost. Mm-hmm. I-, I swear to God, they freshly baked it there. It was like mm-hmm. this nice, warm, fresh bread. It was really nice. Um yeah. And I couldn't have the mac and cheese because there was no alternative. And they had like a pepper, like a red pepper, green pepper, onion, bean mix. Mm -hmm. And I had, um, I think, zucchini instead. So whatever bean mixture must have had like soybeans in it, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. maybe, or possibly could have been contaminated. Yeah, that's true. So what I've learned from this is... Soy is very sneaky. It is. Even like at a later date, I you know, I went back to um the connections and she got a salad and you just have to you I I have to learn to read every ingredient now. Mm-hmm. Um like tofu is soy. Um wasabi yeah. like is soy. Like edamame is young soy. So like just like certain verbiage I just have to be careful for now. And mm-hmm. like if it says tofu, it's automatically soy. So just have to be careful. Yeah. All right. Well, 
dining reservation done and you your Disney on Broadway experience was going to be the ladies from the Broadway show Frozen. So how was it? It was phenomenal. I have seen Patty Murin before. Mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. Casey Levy was there. She was amazing. They mm-hmm. did some of their own songs. They did a lot of Frozen songs together. We found out while we were there, it was the very first time for Disney on Broadway that they had two ladies headlining together. Oh, so okay. Normally, it's like a man and a like a man and a woman that do it together because like mm-hmm. a lot of the songs just kind of are cohesive that way, and a mm-hmm. lot of the songs are meant for like a man and a woman to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, which they did do one um, that I think was meant for other people. I can't remember which one. It was it, everything was beautiful. Everything was so mm-hmm. beautiful. Did you have good seats? Oh my God. We were front row. Legitimately front row. Yes. So I was actually really nervous because we didn't get there until by time we got done, by time we like sat down and got done with our dinner reservation. um, I think it was a four, four, a a three forty five seating. We didn't sit down till probably four. We didn't get out of there until almost six, which is another reason why I don't necessarily like sit down restaurants, but it was really nice. um, You know, Ray and T and I got to like talk and hang out and we took, you know, pictures with the characters. But by the time you're like really done with um, a family style dining reservation like that, it can take up to two hours. So mm-hmm. we didn't get up there until like around six and it was starting at 645. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm really nervous. I really hope we can get good seats. But mm-hmm. I guess the Disney on Broadway, not that it's not popular, but because it's not intended to bring as big of a crowd as like um, rock the beat. Eat to the beat. Eat to the Beat, thank you. Okay. As Eat to the Beat and um, Candlelight Processional is, mm-hmm. um, oh no, Garden Rocks is the um, Flower and Garden. Oh I yeah, it's and the Eat Garden to the Rocks. Beat is for food and wine. For food and wine, yeah. So like Garden Rocks is bringing in a lot of big names. Eat to the Beat always brings in a lot of big names. Candlelight Processional is like sold out to the max. Like if mm-hmm. you don't get your tickets the first day, good luck. You're not getting tickets. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess crowds are never really that big during the, this time. So um, like the first, probably third of the theater was roped off specifically mm-hmm. for the dining reservations. And um, we just happened to get there and we got, you know, left stage, left side of the stage or our left. So stage right, I guess, mm-hmm. or stage left. I don't know how it's called, but <laughs> stage right house left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Stage right house. Yep. So we weren't, all the way in the center. We were toward the edge, but I kind of liked it that way because we could like take pictures and video and move around. We were kind of dancing a little bit. So it, it was nice. It was, I was so shocked that we got front row. Cause I was like, Oh my God, the line's going to be like forever. We're not going to get good seats now, but no, it was, it was nice. Yeah. That's really nice to hear because I, I know that I was surprised as I was interviewing uh, different people throughout the holiday season that having the dining reservation for candlelight processional did not give you a dedicated section. So that's amazing that you get a dedicated section for this series. Um, I will say that if you have a dining reservation, those people are let in first. Mm-hmm. So obviously because this had a designated section, other people were coming in. You just couldn't go in front of the rope. But mm-hmm. for the candlelight processional, especially Anybody who has a dining reservation gets in first and gets their seat first. Yeah. And then they let the other people in to fill in like the nooks and the crannies. You can sit literally wherever you want. It's not like sit mm-hmm. down, push all the way over. No, it's like literally sit wherever you want. The rest of the people can kind of figure out their way. 
Yeah. And I will say really briefly, I did do um, Disney and Broadway last year. I did not have a reservation. I tried to get into the first show. It was canceled for technical malfunctions like the wires. So mm-hmm. anybody who was in line got a bracelet to be like kind of in the front mm-hmm. for the next show. So in the front, one of the one of the um, benches that went right in front of the the stage that kind of stuck out to the to the front where they walk mm-hmm. like through the stage. Oh my God, it was such a good seat. I mean, last year and this year, I guess the seats were just incredible. I just, I love Disney and Broadway, the the series. It's, it's so good. Yeah, no, it is. I didn't catch, uh, you said Danny ended up leaving on Friday morning. So does that mean that she was with you for Garden Grill and for Disney on Broadway? No, we we did have the, we did extend the invite, but it was her last night. So she wanted to try to get as much in as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, she just changed her flight from like 6 p.m. Thursday to like 6 a.m. on Friday. So she went and ate at Connections and um, I think just like chilled out at the front of the park. I ended up meeting up with her again um, after the Disney on Broadway. So we met up with each other. We did we did a few more of the booths. She went and met up with someone else that um, was there from Instagram. I don't know who that person was. So I went to the front of the park. And, um, you know how on the Epcot on on Spaceship Earth, they have like every 20 minutes, it'll be like a a whole big thing. So like, it'll be the regular music and then they'll Mm -hmm. do the rainbow connection with uh, Muppets. And then it's like more regular music again. And then it's like the the figment thing Mm -hmm. and then more regular music. So I kind of just hung out up there for like 20 minutes and, um, watched all like all of the sh- the the song slash shows on the ball play out. The Festival of the Arts is just my favorite time of the year to watch everything and to listen to the music, just the atmosphere. So kind of hung out there for a while. I went back to Kill Time. I like went back to Creations. Actually, that might have even been when we went to Norway and for her to get the uh, the jacket because I ended up I, I I haven't bought myself a new winter jacket since like 2015, 2016 uh-huh. rather when my husband and I first started dating. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I'm going to buy a heli this year because I can actually fit into it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I bought myself a heli Hanson jacket. Nice. I'm so tempted every time I, I walk through there to get one. But then I'm like, no, don't buy it while you're at Disney. But then I think, don't you get your, your discount on it? Does the 20% count? We, we do. So that's actually one of the only pavilions that you do get 20%. So... I know for a fact that the UK pavilion, you only get 10% unless it's like Disney related. So like every time I go, I get my husband. So I always get him a Monty Python shirt every time I go because they usually like have new ones mm-hmm. all the time. Like at least twice, two to three times a year, they like get new new um, shirts in. So that you only get 10%, but Norway, you do get 20%. So I was pretty happy about that. 20% makes a big difference. All right. Anything else that night or was that sort of the, the end of your evening? Nope. That was it. We did. Um, so I did the show, met up with her, watched the ball shopping. Then we went back because by this time we couldn't go on the Skyliner. We had to go get the bus. And of course, all of the Skyliner resorts are like mm-hmm. the furthest away for mm-hmm. the bus route. Now it's frustrating. I was talking about this with someone else who was there during the time that the Skyliner was down, which is that when the Skyliner is down because of weather, they put buses that run along the Skyliner route that you can catch over outside the International Gateway that it's like a, a, a little sidewalk that goes down next to the Skyliner. And that's where the bus 
picks you up to take you to the Skyliner Resorts. But I learned from her, and I'm hearing also from you, that it sounds like you have to go to the front when it's down for its annual maintenance. I will say that I have gone all the way to the Skyliner to go home before, like for Mm -hmm. inclement weather, not home, back to the resort. And I have been turned away and told to go to the front of the park before. This was probably like two years ago. They had someone like at the bridge and they were like, the Skyliner's down, you have to go to the front. So probably since then, they've had it where the buses are in the back. And I think the reason why they do it and the the re- the thing that Danny and I have been saying since day one, and we say this every time we're there, mm-hmm. there needs to be something on the app, on the um, MDE app that tells you if the Skyliner is up or not. Because it's not just if it's, if it's raining, it's okay if there's no lightning in the area, but if there's lightning within six miles, they shut it down yeah. for, and then they continue to shut it down for at least another 30 minutes. So, um, I've, I've literally been stuck on the Caribbean beach platform before, mm-hmm. um, waiting to go back to pop, but that's a whole nother story. But again, and it didn't bother me because I was safe and I was dry. So like, whatever. But um, there needs to be something on the app that says when it's up and running. Not for, Obviously not for maintenance, but I mean like in general when it's not going to run. They really need to do that. I, I agree. That's a great idea. So Disney, if you are listening, then uh, we demand <laughs> a status update for Skyliner. Come on, Bob Iger. You're supposed <laughs> to do it good. <laughs> All right. So Friday, January 19th is the day that you were switching over to Coronado. So in my notes, I show that you planned to use a lift to move your things instead of using the bell services so that you could make sure that you knew where your things were and that they would be ready and waiting for you. And then you had another friend coming in that day. So how did the beginning of that day start with your with your things getting moved? Yep. So um, I did take a lift. It was seven dollars. So by that time, you know, I would I told her I was going to meet her at Coronado anyway. So I mm-hmm. may as well have just taken my stuff with me and I didn't have a lot of stuff with me. Um, so we we met there probably around nine. I did. I shipped out my stuff at pop before I left. So I probably got there around probably like nine thirty. She was landing at nine o'clock anyway. So it ended up working out. My friend Cassie, who mm-hmm. is Adventures with Flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we met up and, um, we went to, actually we went to Hollywood studios and, and we took the bus and I'm going to say this because I found out this trip that I am completely a value resort person. I think a lot of it is like, I'm, I feel like I'm low maintenance. I don't need a lot of the thrills. I go back to the room to sleep and shower and, you know, snack if I want to. Um, I don't need the fancy restaurants. I don't need the air of about me that I'm, you know, fancy and, and whatever. So uh-huh. um, the buses take forever at moderate and deluxe resorts. Cause I have stayed at a deluxe resort too. And you just like, you wait forever. And um, especially when there's multiple bus stops, like I thought that Port Orleans was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, holy crap. So is Coronado, by the way. <laughs> Well, first of all, where was your room within the resort? We were in the Casitas building four. Okay. But we hadn't, our room wasn't ready. So we like hadn't even gone to the room yet at this point. So mm-hmm. we were really just up at the front, like filled up our, actually, I didn't even know where to fill up my water bottle because it was in the Casitas and we were in um, the tower is like where you come into. Mm-hmm. So um, we just like left and I have my next horror story. So I have only ever left my phone in somewhere else in Disney twice ever. One mm-hmm. of them was in um, 2021, actually for my January trip with my sister, 
I left it at the corner at the at the counter. We were like resort hopping and I bought something mm-hmm. and then like made it all the way back to Disney Springs before I realized that my phone was there. So I had to take the bus all the way back again. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. So I always, always, always wear leggings with pockets. Always. Mm-hmm. Had like one pair of leggings that did not have pockets because they were capris, not like the long pants. And it was just the the brand. So anyway, so I was on the bus with Cassie on the way to on the way to Hollywood. It got warm. So I wanted to take off my spirit jersey. So I put my sunglasses my ears and, oh no, I think my ears were already on the ear holder on my backpack. So my sunglasses and my phone, I put it on the seat next to me. My brain must've thought that I put them like in my pocket, took off my Jersey, folded it up, put it in my backpack, continued with the conversation, bus stopped, picked up my backpack left. As soon as I got off the bus, the minute, I don't even think the minute within two seconds of getting off the bus, I said, I forgot my phone. And before I could turn around as I was like stepping off the bus, the bus was already taking off. And I like had a mini freak out and she was like, let's go ask this other bus driver if he can like get in contact with him. So he got in touch with the dispatcher and they were basically like, just stay here. He'll be back. So I went around to the other side where they like pick people up. And um, as soon as he pulled up, I recognized him and I was like, oh, hey, hey. And I was wearing this like bright pink shirt. So he knew it was me. And Mm -hmm. he like he looked at me, obviously knew it was me with my bright pink shirt, like pointed at me and then, you know, did the one minute sign, parked the bus. And did it again, like pointed at me and then said one minute. And he like went into this like little box thing and pulled out my sunglasses and my phone. I don't even care. I would have not even cared about the sunglasses at that point. But like my phone is my lifeline. My poor husband. I like text him and call him so often when I'm away. Uh-huh. He's like just expects it. And um, in the meantime, I had called him from my work phone that uh-huh. is technically not my work. It's it, it's not connected. It, I use it as like a tablet for my work. So like. All my work information and my work app is on here so it connects to Wi-Fi. So uh-huh. I tried calling him on Instagram and I'm, I was crying a little bit and I was like, I lost my phone. But he couldn't hear me because my connection was so bad. Uh-huh. So he had started to call my regular phone. I laugh now. It was probably not a good situation for him at the time. So <laughs> I, And I always call him boyfriend. So like his nickname is boyfriend. And um, ever since we started dating... Even though he's my husband, I still call him boyfriend. Like, oh, hi, boyfriend. So um, I could tell he was like, not angry, but a little upset because um, when I finally did get my phone back, he was like, so you're not going to do that again, right? Because your husband got very nervous and he <laughs> called himself husband. So I knew that um, I knew that he was a little, uh-huh. a little frazzled. But um, just another reason that the uh, the cast members do really go above and beyond to make sure that they can help you out is that mm-hmm. he like he put the phone away for me right away. So that's how I started my day on Friday. But, you know, wow. stuff happens and um, we move on from that. Yeah, I, I will say when I I don't normally wear my phone on a lanyard except when I'm at Disney. So I get the lanyard type of thing that is long enough to wear crossbody. And then I take it and put it in my back pocket of my jeans or my shorts or whatever, and then pull it out to use it. And then that way, when I'm done with it, even if I just drop it, it just goes back to hanging next to my body. And I feel so much more secure knowing like it's always across my body unless I get on a ride, in which case I have to usually take it off. That's actually a really good idea. I was wearing a crossbody um, I have like this little tiny crossbody purse that could literally only fit like a phone and a wallet. 
Like yeah. not even a second phone, no proof, nothing. Like it's just a little, and I don't, I don't even necessarily need my wallet in there, but like uh-huh. it's sometimes it's good to have just in case you, like, you know, like that's what, yeah. the, that's where these things are. But, um, I need a better one. You'll have to send me the link. I wear this lanyard, like in addition to my backpack. And I always wear a backpack. I, I don't, I have no idea how people can go into a park, like for a whole vacation and not have a backpack, like water bottle, raincoat um boot boot covers like the the whole like I have no idea like I could never do it yeah I don't understand how people do that either and I would love to be the type of person who can just walk in with nothing or just like a tiny little like I've got a couple of cute little like crossbody doonies that are big enough for your phone and a wallet and like maybe your sunglasses and I would love to walk in and just be like this is all I have but the only time I've ever done that is when we have gone back to a resort and it's like, oh, we're just going for the last hour or two of the day. Let's just go over for a nighttime thing. Otherwise, if I'm there during the day, I need to know that I have access to my water, to my sunscreen, to everything that I could possibly need on my back. I'm just used to, to carrying it with me. I would, I would feel kind of naked if I went, <laughs> I think, during the day without my backpack. I swear to God, my legs are stronger from walking around Disney with a backpack. <laughs> yeah. My backpack is not big. It's not huge, but it's it's the perfect size to carry everything that that I personally need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've always had it. I know that sometimes uh, I see parents and they're wearing giant backpacks. And I will, will tell you that since uh, the very first time we took Alex, it has been our policy since that very first trip that we each carry our own backpack. So he carries his own hat, his own jacket, his own son. And of course he does now because he's 13. But even when he was five, I was like, carry your own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to. It's it's like it's too much. And, you know, my, my the first time that my sister went with my nephew and my my brother-in-law, that's what ended up happening. He's he's also on the spectrum, so he can't like have a lot of stuff on him. But mm-hmm. honestly, we just get a wheelchair for him now because he's 10 and he's taller than me. And mm-hmm. um, with his spectrum disorders, it, he has... Um, sensitivities and sensory mm-hmm. disorders. So we just pop them in a wheelchair with headphones on and we can just keep going about our day instead of having, I know this sounds selfish, but instead of having to like stop every half hour to an hour to like kind of take a breather, now we can just stick them in there and just keep going. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier, but that's for a, a whole nother story because I do enjoy going with my family as well. I'm sure it makes his day easier too. Oh, oh, absolutely easier. Cause then he doesn't, it, he's not, he's not frazzled by the end of the day. So he can, keep going with us and, you know, still do the fun things. And he can kind of just like chill out with his headphones on if he needs to. So, you know, yeah. good for us. So sorry, I got off topic. So we'll go back to Friday in Hollywood Studios. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else did you do in Hollywood Studios? And did uh, Ray and Tanisha meet you over there? I think they were originally planning to. Yes. So um, Cassie and I did start off the day in Batu, um, Star Wars, the Star Wars area. And, um, you know, we're both just like super go with the flow people. So she hadn't eaten breakfast yet. I hadn't eaten breakfast yet. So we went and got the like the cold brew black calf thing, Mm -hmm. um, coffee with the cocoa pebbles in it. How do you like that? Because I was just talking, actually, if you listen to the episode that just went live today with Jeanette and Marin, they were talking about having that over in Disneyland and how much they loved it. But that at Disney World, it is sort of more hit and miss as to whether it's good or not. So have you had it before? I have not had it before because um, I'm not usually like a big 
buy food in the park person. Like I have no shame bringing in a sandwich and granola bars and like a refillable water bottle because you're already spending so much money there. Like why spend more money on food? But I was like, whatever, I'm with friends. Like let's just have fun. So um, I do not put sugar in my coffee and, um, but I do like the cold foam stuff. It was more of like a cream cheese. It almost tasted like cream cheese or like a, something really rich like that. It was, Uh it was different. But I did drink it all. It, it it was, you know, it was coffee, so it was good. And uh-huh. we went and um, got those Ronto wrap things. The breakfast Ronto wrap. Yeah. Yeah. So Which well, is really good. Got, yeah, I got the zucchini one um, just because I knew that that one did not have any soy in it because I looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say that they are, I was like, how spicy is this? Because I'm such a baby with like spice. And I shouldn't be because I'm Syrian and like I grew up with spice. Yeah. And, um, but my mother was like French Canadian bland, not, not like bland, but like not spicy. So when uh-huh. she would make like our Syrian food her way, she didn't do any spice. But like when I was with my dad and my, my tete, my, my grandmother, everything had spice on it. So, but uh-huh. I'm like not a spicy, like hot, spicy person. Yeah. And it was a little bit more spicy than I thought it was going to be, but it was still really good. Uh-huh. I like the regular uh, breakfast Ronto wrap. I got one of those the last time I was there and it was delicious. I did find out recently that there is soy protein in hot dogs. So I mean, um, I, I can't say I'm surprised because I'm going to say this and I hope nobody feels grossed out by it. What is not in a hot dog? Seriously. That is correct. So, <laughs> so I can't eat hot dogs anymore, uh-huh. which... Um, you know, we're in America. So, you know, um, what goes more with America than hot dogs? So who hasn't, you know, who hasn't enjoyed a hot dog? So, but now I can't anymore. So mm-hmm. I didn't, that's why, I, that's the main reason why I didn't get it. Cause I wasn't sure if it was a sausage or a hot dog that right. was on the wrap. So, although I'm, I'm probably the sausage has it too. I have no idea. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah. Hmm. All right. But anyways, well, you're going to have to start asking to look at the allergy menus at every restaurant you go to. I definitely am, yeah. Because it says right on there exactly who it's good for, and uh, it's really helpful. I'm, I've been examining all the menus in the lead up to my February trip because I will be traveling with my sister who has celiac and can't have gluten, and then her fiance mm. has a walnut allergy. So we're dealing oh. with two different allergies, and so I've never had to deal with that really before because when I... When I had my lactose intolerance time period, um, you know, it was pretty easy to identify what I what I couldn't eat and what what I could eat. And frankly, if I really wanted to eat something, I just popped some lactate and went for it. <laughs> Hope for the best, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, it'll be what it will be. <laughs> All right. So, what happened the rest of the day in Hollywood Studios? We did have a lightning lane for. Um... Rise of the Resistance. So we went and did that. Um, we did the single rider lane for Smuggler's Run, mm-hmm. um, which we ended up getting on the ride within five minutes. And we both got on the same thing. And uh-huh. the family that we were with, the little kid who was probably like five or six, did not want to be a pilot. So they were like, do you guys want to be pilot? And we were like, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually had like a really good morning in Star Wars. And I feel like even though the lightning lane for Rise... Although, no, I feel like it's not that – I feel like it wasn't that bad. I, It didn't start to get busy there until probably around 
noon. Like as we were leaving the Star Wars area, a lot of people were coming into it. Um, yeah. And then around that time is when we met up with Ray and Tanisha. They ended up meeting us there because they had a breakfast reservation that morning. Um, so they met up with us later and we did, um, we did a few things together. Although no, I'm sorry. So um, Cassie and I got pictures with um, Goofy and Max and did Muppets before mm-hmm. we met up with Ray and Tanisha. And um, the four of us ended up doing Mickey and Minnie's together. But Cassie and I had a reservation with Molly and her husband, Ben, at Shiki Sai, which was the new restaurant in the um, in the Japan Pavilion. So uh-huh. um, by the time that happened, we had like an an unexpected downpour. It was not supposed to rain on Friday and it came all of a sudden and hard and I didn't bring my foot cover, my shoe covers with me because it wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to rain and my shoes got soaked and my pants got soaked oh, <laughs> even no. like through my jacket. So we ended up in, uh, then our room was ready. So we just like went back. I changed super quick. We went, we, then we headed to Epcot and met up with um, Molly and Ben and- Where do you know them from? So Molly is Magical Molly 101. So um, every time I go into the parks, I have friends who are local. And if I know that friends are going to be there at the same time as I am, Mm -hmm. I always make it a point to be like, hey, we're together. We're in the same park. Like, let's at least get a photograph. Even if you're with your family, I'm with people. Like, let's all get together, do a group photo, Mm -hmm. and then we can kind of like go about our way. So um, every time I'm down there, I see at least someone that I know, whether they're local or they just happen to be there with me. So Lindsay, who is local, her name is um, Dancing to Disney. Okay. Um, back in September, she had created this like Disney chicks meetup. Oh, this is what you talked about in your pre-trip where it was like a gigantor meetup of a ton of people. Yeah. I think there ended up being like 11 of us total. And, um, even though all of us were friends on Instagram before that, mm-hmm. probably like five of us stayed super, super close mm-hmm. and not for any other reason other than you know, our trips happen to align or our interests aligned a little bit more or or just the, our personalities maybe aligned a little bit more. And that's not just to be, you know, rude to anyone else. Everybody's got their own thing going on. So Molly did go to that meetup. She was actually only there um, for the beginning part, but she was awesome. And um, we had ended up meeting up with her the next day too, because there was um, three of us who had like hung out the next day. Cassie was one of them. And then like she, Molly was also there. So and Cassie and Molly were already friends. So it was just like one of those things that just like solidified the video. Yeah. Yeah. It was progression. It, we all just got along and it was just like this, you know, the, the people that I do talk to on a daily basis and that I do make trips with and that I do actively try to hang out with are the people that, you know, we, we just, we all talk. We're actually all part of that same group chat. Mm-hmm. So. so they met up with you to have, have dinner specifically at this new restaurant in Japan um, which not a lot of people have had a chance to eat there yet because it hasn't been open for all that long. What did you think about it? Would you recommend it? Oh my God, I would 100% recommend it. It was phenomenal. Um, and, you know, I, I actually, again, I'm still exploring like my allergies. So um, mm-hmm. they were super accommodating with me, like super accommodating. Um, I feel like the prices are pretty reasonable considering that you are in Disney and it is a Japanese restaurant. And I feel like even not in Disney, Japanese restaurants can be pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was like no more expensive than what you would expect out of a normal Japanese restaurant. And the food was just absolutely phenomenal. The, 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 The cast members there were so nice 
the, the view is amazing because we were in the front room. We had a view of the of uh, Spaceship Earth. It was just, it was such an experience. It was, it was really nice. Mm. It was, it was very good. Yeah, and you had mentioned when we talked about it before that they have different scenes on the wall based on what season it, it was. So, did that play prominently into the feel of the restaurant? Yep. So, um, I didn't. I've never been into there before, so I wasn't quite sure. I do. I did get a video of the wall and pictures of the wall just to kind of show it in case I do go back like in other seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I got some pictures like inside the restaurant, like the ambiance was just so, so nice. It was like, it it was just, it was just really nice. And like I said, the cast members were great. The the food was great. The, the atmosphere was great. Um, the wall was red and with gold. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's different like for other times of the year, if they like add stuff, I'm not sure. But it also shares an entryway with the Hibachi restaurant. Yeah, Teppanito. Yes, there we go. I was, I was, I knew it started with a T and I couldn't quite picture it. But yeah, so it shares an entryway. So, you know, one way is um, Shikisai and uh-huh. the other way is Teppanito. So, but yeah. it, it was really nice. It was, it was really nice. Okay. I'm really looking forward to trying that at some point. Both of my my guys here are huge sushi people. So I know that they are going to be very much into into that. And I frankly want to see the view because <laughs> with uh, being there in Japan, when you have that, uh, I don't even know what it's called, the red like arch thing. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Right there on the water? Yep. That is one of my favorite views in all of Epcot is looking through that back at Spaceship Earth. There's just something oh, yeah. that every time it gets me. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know for 100% certain, but there are people that are up there for the fireworks. I'm pretty sure that it's a separate thing. I don't know if they do a dessert party or if you have to have a reservation there in order to be up on top for the fireworks or if it's even like just first come, first serve of the people who are up there. I'm I'm not sure whatsoever. But um after we after we were done eating, we did go up and you know kind of just view the area and it, like imagine watching the fireworks from up there would just be mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Somebody said something and I cannot remember if it was somebody that said something to me personally or if I just heard it on Instagram or something like that. But I feel like someone said that they just walked up and watched the fireworks from there. Cause I remember something to the effect of, well, this is my new place to watch the fireworks. So that led me to believe. Yeah. It led me to believe it was just kind of first come first serve. So I don't know. Oh, that's good to know then. Take it for what it's worth. Speaking of large meetups, we are now moving into Saturday, January 20th. And this is the big meetup day for you. Lots of friends coming together. This is the friendship fun fair. So yes, <laughs> what happened on Saturday? Um, so Cassie and I did get there probably around nine um, for not necessarily forgetting that nothing's really open for breakfast, but like a lot of the um, world showcase doesn't open up till 11, just like a few things are open. But in any case, so um, we got there at like nine, we waited up at the front of the park in front of Spaceship Earth for mm-hmm. most of the people to show up. So then at this point, um, Sam and her husband, Steve, Sam is magic is real in parks. Okay. Carrie, who's Carrie's Ohana life. Mm-hmm. Um, Sachi, who is um, Manhattan to main street. Listeners have met Sachi before on a previous. Episode, yes. Yes. So. 
And then Ray um, and Tanisha, Disney Rainbow, mm-hmm. were all there. Um, we did quite quite a few pictures in the beginning of the park. Um, we have now all adopted um, Sachi's son as our own. He is now the group child. <laughs> so, um, and then we um, collectively decided to go to start doing the the World Showcase. So a few of us went and picked out like the um, scavenger hunt, like for the um, for the paintings to start uh-huh. that. So by the time we hit Mexico, Kate ended up showing up who is Kate's Magical Adventures. Mm-hmm. Um met up with us and um she was with us until we probably hit like the America Pavilion around that time. Sam had to leave. They had um afternoon plans, but I'm really glad that she came and um hung out with us for a while. Um, and then Kate had to leave because she had something going on with her daughter. Again, I'm just so glad that people could even take time to like come and hang out. And then Carrie ended up leaving around too. And it's kind of funny because as people were coming and then not dropping off, but like going, we, we kept getting like pictures. So like we got a picture when Kate came and before Sam left, and then we got a picture when Kate left and then we got a picture when Carrie left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as Carrie was leaving, Kelly came into the park. I'm saying that just to so people understand my pronunciation. So Carrie was leaving. Kelly came into the park. Mm-hmm. Kelly is Mission Magic. Um, okay. And um, so she probably met up with us around like the Japan area. And then um, by time we hit France, Dana and her daughter Ariel met up with us. Dana is 999 Happy Haunts here. And um, Ariel is simply meant to be at Disney. Yes. And, and um, Dana is a future podcast guest because we are scheduled, but we haven't done it yet. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's really awesome. I'm, I'm actually really glad to hear that because everybody is so awesome. Um, so as soon as they met up, Ariel ended up taking 40 to like, go get mm-hmm. character pictures because that's what he wanted to do. But he also didn't want to leave like us because he was having so much fun because I would like to think that we are very um, inclusive, that Mm -hmm. we like to include. I don't ever leave anyone out. I don't care who you are. If you have Mm -hmm. a kid, bring them with you. Bring your partner. I don't care. We're all friends. We're all friends now. Your friend is now my friend. Um, So they went and did character photos. So um, then by the time we hit the UK pavilion, we ended up meeting up with Emma, who is Emma Enchanted 999 and her boyfriend. Okay. Um, And we made our way kind of toward the front. Um, we got pictures like in front of the Festival of the Art sign right there. Mm-hmm. We made our way to um, Creation Store just to kind of kill time because we had a lightning lane for Remy's. So then the kids met up back up with us um, right before we got to the World Showcase again. We went to France. We did the the ride. We got pictures um, in the back where the fountain is, which is like that huge group photo that you saw. Really cute photo. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, and then Emma ended up parting ways because, um, she had just come back from Paris, Disneyland the day before. Um, and there's like a Paris trip in general. So she was like super tired and I think they had a cosmic lightning lane. So they were just like, oh yeah, like absolutely empty. So they were just going to like go do cosmic and then like go home. Cause I think they were even doing, um, I want to say she was doing Legoland the next day. I can't remember with, with her boyfriend's daughter. Um, but in any case, so, um, then um, shortly after that, Dana and Ariel also um, parted ways because they were meeting up with other people. And then had I realized like who they were meeting up with, I would have been like, hey, just invite them along because 
again, I don't ever want people to feel left out. And it was like other Instagram friends. So I would have just been like, hey, let's just all hang out together. But that that's okay. Next time. I think by that time, we were all so starving. We ended up getting, we all got um, a lightning lane for Soren, but we were all so hungry at that point. And the Land Pavilion food court really does not have much nowadays, unless it's like the middle of the day. So we ended up back at Connections. By the time we sat down, we were like, holy crap, we've literally been going since like 9 a.m. nonstop. Mm -hmm. So that we ended up just ending our day right there. But we all ate and had fun and, you know, talked with each other for a little bit. Um, A few people went and did the Moana walkthrough. Journey of Water? Yep, the Moana Journey of Water walkthrough. A few people Mm -hmm. did that. Um, I think a few people ended up going shopping. Ray and I were kind of just like at the front of the park for a while. And then we parted ways as well. She, she was at Yacht. So she just like walked through the International Gateway. And I saw Sachi really, really before she took off. And I just, um, I waited for Cassie to come back up to the front. And then we just like left. But it was just like such a big, awesome, packed day. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked for paintings. We We hung out. We just... We didn't even really like do any attractions, really. We were just all hanging out and enjoying each other's company and mm-hmm. took pictures and tried some food. And, you know, we just all had a really, really good time together. That's awesome. Unfortunately, now we are at your departure day. So Sunday, January 21st, um, lots of people heading out on this day. Um, but I have in my notes that you were having breakfast at Tusker House and it was going to be your first time eating there. So how we that? ended up canceling Tusker house initially because um, we were going to go get breakfast at sleepy hollow, the quick service in magic kingdom. Cause that's like my favorite place to get quick service breakfast. Yes. The Nutella waffle. Yeah. To do Tron again. And I really do feel like that reservations just take so long, especially on your last day. Like when time is so precious that you just want to like get it all in again. So, um, mm-hmm. The two of us ended up deciding to cancel it just because it was like an 8 a.m. reservation. You know, we still had to like do our last minute packing that night. We didn't know like where we we're going to be up to getting up at like 630 to check in our bags and um, probably get an Uber to Animal Kingdom. Because I don't even know if the buses would have been going that early to make sure that we got there for 8 a.m. And um, we were like, no, we'll just we'll have a chill morning. We'll go to we'll go to Magic Kingdom and Sachi was actually at Magic Kingdom that morning too. Uh-huh. But um, Ray and Tanisha had a Cape May reservation, I want to say for like 10. And um, Cassie ended up going with them to that reservation instead. I was invited. I have gone to Cape May before. And especially, again, especially on like the last day, I wanted to do stuff that like not didn't necessarily take up that much time. But I also respect people as individuals. Like you want to go have that reservation, like go have at it. Like you guys haven't done it before. Go experience it because it's amazing. Actually, I think Ray has done it before, but Tanisha and Cassie have not. So I ended up meeting Sachi in Magic Kingdom. Um, the both of us did get breakfast at Sleepy Hollow. Um, I absolutely recommend it. Everything mm-hmm. that they have there is so great. Actually, Forty had been looking for the Baymax ears, which I think had started in Tokyo, like the big fluffy, not fluffy, yeah. but the big like, thick white ones. So right, right, um, right. They, were, they were only selling them in one spot in magic kingdom across from the emporium at like where um they have a lot of the vault collection across from the emporium it's the one that looks like it's like a movie theater 
right? Yes. From the outside. Yeah. Yep. And uh, a lot of the higher end purses are like toward one end and then they have like the vault collection on the other end. So that ear wall, they had like one strip of them left. So um, I knew exactly where to go. So as soon as I got into magic, I got him those ears and I said to Sachi, um, Hey, did you get him those ears yet? And she's like, no, I couldn't find them. I said, "I, I have them. So, you know, don't tell them it'll be a surprise. So when I met them, um, they were just doing poo. And then we met at, at um, Sleepy Hollow and I surprised him with them. And he was like so ecstatic. It, it kind of made my day, actually. Oh, <laughs> that's really sweet. Very yeah. sweet. Sachi ended up leaving around two o'clock. We didn't get to do too, too much. Um, we did meet up with Mickey. I think we did like two rides um, and then she had to go. And then I went over to Animal Kingdom because after um, Cassie... Tanisha and Ray did their reservation at Cape May. They went to Animal Kingdom. So I just met them over there. Uh huh. We honestly didn't really even leave the front of the park because it was so crowded that even when they got there, they, they didn't even do any rides. Like they couldn't even book anything because it was just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just kind of like hung out at the front by the tree. We did like the nature walk in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost that whole week, it was so cold that they didn't even really have the animals out. Like I was, I was told that even when we did go on Wednesday, the tigers weren't out. I guess because it was like too cold for them, and I guess it was too cold that day for the tigers to be out too. Um, mm. And I guess if it gets under a certain temperature, they don't even do the flotillas if it's too cold. So, which is good. That's good for mm-hmm. the cast members. Like I'm actually happy that they take care of the animals and the cast members right. that way. You know, maybe not in that specific order, but maybe. <laughs> But, but, um, yeah, flip that. Yeah, take care it. of the animals first. Yeah, I'm totally an animal person. Oh my god! But um, yeah, we just kind of hung out the front. Like we made a reel, just like to be funny, and mm-hmm. um, like walked around a little bit. And then Cassie and I had to leave. We left around um four thirty, and mm-hmm. I will say I was so mad at the Lyft driver because we paid extra money to have. It says, like, if you want to lift in two minutes, you pay this amount. If you want to lift in 10 minutes, you pay this amount. If you want to lift in 20 minutes, you pay this amount. So, like, I paid the extra to have it there for, like, two, three minutes thinking, like, oh, someone must be around the corner. No, the person who picked it up was actually 20 minutes away and then drove so slow. Like, we Mm -hmm. probably could have gotten on the bus and it would have taken shorter than waiting for this darn lift. I did the same thing recently where it gave me an option and it was it was supposedly going to save me like 10 minutes or something. So I was like, okay, it's a few bucks more. I'll go ahead and do that. And I ended up having to wait the same amount of time it said it would have had I gotten the regular price. And I was like, well, that's a ripoff. I am never paying extra to get it there sooner ever again. And I normally don't, but it was just that time that I was like, all right, we're kind of in a hurry now because mm-hmm. um, we were taking too long saying goodbye. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So um, I was really mad. And then again, where um, I think I actually get more spoiled at a value resort than a moderate resort that, um, you know, you go to pop with your luggage tag, you have your luggage within a minute. I, and that's not even an exaggeration. It took them between 15 and 20 minutes to get our luggage because it's not next to you. Like the bellhop is just kind of like a random desk in the middle where you like go to check in. They have to like go to another building, go find your luggage and then walk back with it. Mm-hmm. So, and to me, like that, you know, 
people like, oh, you're staying at a value resort? Like, yeah. And everything is quick. The buses are quick. Like they have buses one after the other, after the other in the morning, especially like if you go to Magic Kingdom, there's like three buses lined up just mm-hmm. to take you in the morning from pop. You know, the the luggage is quick. The service is quick. Like even like the food is, is quick. The, the cast members are delightful and everything is quick. And I think maybe just because I'm from the Northeast and you know that we expect things to happen now, like not in five minutes from now, we want it now. And like, I have to remember, especially being, because Florida technically is the South and like, they don't run on the same time as the Northeast does. Like we do mm-hmm. things now. Like if I want something done, it's getting done now. So it's like, I think I just have to remember to like, I don't know. I didn't give myself enough time to like prepare to, to get like my stuff to then go to the flight. So then I thought I was like running a little bit late. So then Cassie and I were supposed to take the same lift to get to the airport, but her flight was like an hour behind mine. And um, initially it was going to work out because she had to check luggage, but then like she wasn't prepared. Like she wanted to change and get a coffee and like then get into the lift and where I, I had no time to wait. Like I had to get in the lift right now. So mm-hmm. by the time we got our luggage, like that was it. Like I, I was like, all right, see you later. Cause I have to go. And mm-hmm. I was a little perturbed. I'm not going to lie. But again, that's the difference between staying at a moderate versus staying at a value. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you know, you go into the bathroom, like the public bathroom at a value resort, it, there's like 20 stalls. So there's mm-hmm. always a spot for you. You can take your luggage in, you know, park it in the corner, go in the stall, change, and like no one says a thing. And there's always space. No one's ever, you don't ever have to wait. So mm-hmm. um, that's just uh, my story and I'm sticking to it and I will only ever do value. Okay. All right. Well, you know, that that's the great thing about Disney is that there is something for everybody, you know, depending on what your preferences are. And it sounds like you have found your, your spot where you feel like you, you get everything you need. And it also happens to save you some money. So that's just a bonus on top of all the things you like about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Did you have any issues once you got to the airport uh, with going through security or anything like that? Or was that all smooth sailing and you didn't cut it right to the last second of getting on the plane? Did you? No, I think I was, again, you know, I was probably just being like nervous Nelly. I have TSA pre-check and mm-hmm. I didn't have to check any luggage. So the TSA, of course, they take the clear passengers first and then the TSA pre-check. So I probably waited in line for like 10 minutes. And even like the regular TSA, I think was only up to like 30 minutes. I got to the to the airport about an hour and a half before my flight was taking off. So oh, that's, that's plenty of time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Plenty of time. So like I went through TSA pre-check. I was, so then by the time I took like the monorail, you know, the, the last ride that you'll take in Florida, (laughs) um, to, uh, the Southwest departure gates, I had enough time to like situate myself and I did buy one of the popcorn buckets for myself and my sister. Oh, so this is where the whole popcorn bucket thing comes into play. So I bought one popcorn bucket for myself and one for Mm -hmm. my sister. I put one in my like regular luggage And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put one on top because I have like the the hard luggage to put on top. And then the duffel bag that I had was small enough to go under the seat, but it fit almost as much as like the luggage. The jacket that I didn't check, that I didn't ship, I mean, was like that Mickey raincoat. Um, So I kind of spread it out on top of my luggage because I had the other popcorn bucket kind of just like sitting on top of my duffel. 
Mm-hmm. And normally I wouldn't be nervous about that because people do stuff like that all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, the guy at Southwest was like, if I see that you have more than two things, I'm making you get out of line to go check something. And I was like, oh my God, please not be, have this be the day. Because um, when you get on the plane for Southwest, it goes by like ABC. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, the pre-board, which is usually like a one through 15 and then like the rest of the A's. And then if you, um, I'm sorry, pre-board and disabled people will go on first. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anybody who's in a wheelchair goes on pre-board and then it's the A's. And then it's anybody who has, who's traveling with someone who's like disabled or children under five. Mm-hmm. And then it's the B's. And I ended up with like B4, which normally like leaving Providence, I would have been like, no big deal. B4 is like no big deal. But leaving Orlando, B4 is like a gamble because by that time, probably half to three quarters of the plane is already there. And I was like already kind of stressing out. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I ended up paying for an A1 through 15. And mm-hmm. I ended up getting A15, which means I was like, good thing I got it right then. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was the, like the last person to get it. So I, it was just, I, I but I, I snuck it on. I think he saw it, but he didn't say anything. But it literally fit under my seat. They get really testy about that. What what kills me is when they're yelling that and you'll have, let's say, you've got a carry-on piece of luggage and then you have like your personal item and then maybe you have like a fanny pack or something like that or like a very tiny crossbody that will only fit your phone and like a wallet that you just kind of want on your person. They will make you take it off and put it in like show that it fits into the other back to get onto the plane even though like say for example with a fanny pack you're going to take it right back out because that's my new thing lately is I will put a fanny pack on while I'm sitting in the airplane seat so that like that's where my phone goes and I don't have to constantly be reaching for it it's just frustrating i'm like i it's the same amount of stuff it is it doesn't make any sense. And it literally fit underneath the seat in front of me with that duffel bag with like yeah. no questions asked. Right. And um, like you can carry a coat on. So, right. you know, it was just aggravating. And I think he saw it, but he didn't say anything. And the um, the stewardesses didn't say anything like the two women. Mm-hmm. Um, and they clearly saw that I had it and like it went underneath the seat and it was it was fine. It was just. Yeah. I feel like it was just more stressful than it had to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. It, you you don't want to break the rules and you don't also want to try to argue with them about the the reason of the situation. Like, no, this fits under here or anything because then, you know, you run the risk of someone videotaping you and then you turn into like somebody on the internet just because you're talking about something to try to make it make sense. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not worth it because everybody's got their cameras out now. Yeah. So, Ugh, but that, that popcorn bucket, that would be hard to put anywhere else because it's all points and edges. This is the, the figment popcorn bucket we're talking about, right? I did put one of them in my hard luggage mm-hmm. and I finagled it kind of cockeyed and covered it with clothes mm-hmm. um, to like protect it. And then I, of course I had to fit like ears in there too. Mm-hmm. And then um, in my duffel, I just like shoved it full of clothes and I kept a, um, I kept a small, actually, no, I kept the large tote bag kind of available. So I put it at the top of the duffel mm-hmm. so that literally when we landed, I put the popcorn bucket that was loose, mm-hmm. my coat and the few pairs of ears that I had that were loose. 
and just like shoved it in the tote bag and walked out that way because I'm I'm leaving now. You can't say anything to me at this point. Like I, right. I walked on with my, you know, quote, two items. So if I'm walking out with three, that's on, that's on you. That's not on me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, this has been such fun talking to you, Becky. I cannot wait till we get to meet in person. And that will be very soon because you have plans to come to New York City in March. So I'm sure we will be getting some pictures together and having a lot of fun. And hopefully at some point we'll we'll be down in Disney at the same time and have some fun. Oh yes, you. absolutely. I hope so. Thank you for having me. Thank you again to Becky for taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit down with me. Thank you also for connecting me with so many more Disney friends, a number of whom you all will likely hear in upcoming trip reports. That will be all for today. Have a magical week wherever you are, and keep daydreaming about where you long to be. 